to Courtney's point in email. Hero. It's already in my head. <laughs> no, you gotta you gotta put the Bowie song in your head. We can do the life. We're gonna start recording oh, this. She's on fire. Hey everyone, welcome to Gen X Stories, a podcast about how the so-called lost generation found itself. We are your hosts, Eve, Lori, Courtney, and Chris. Today's episode is all about heroes. Those we had as kids, those who inspire us today, what a hero actually is, and there's probably going to be some singing. All right, guys, on with the show. Hey, all. Hi, everyone. Hey, everybody. All right, who's going to start singing first? Not me. <laughs> I have a terrible voice. It's not going to happen. I'm out. See, Courtney's not out. <laughs> yeah, let her sing. Because a hero. There it is. Is we that my just... three-second limit? That, no. I, oh, might be. that's right. That's right. It might be. We need the Lori fund. Oh, not a hero. <laughs> I sound like Barry Gibb. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize the Bee Gees did one of those. Okay. So this can be a very flexible topic. Mm. The notion of heroes, in my mind, I'm thinking two things. One is, what were Generation X's heroes then, maybe now? So sort of a generic, where are we at? And then mm. what were your personal heroes? We can go any number of places with this. I figure if we're not going to sing because we get in trouble, I can start with what the definition of a hero is. Crack research team. You'd be surprised. Urban Dictionary actually got serious on this one. It was the last thing I checked because I figured it'd be like, well, it's some sort of weird millennial word that no one knows about. But no, uh, they say a word has been recently overused in the American English vocabulary, automatically bestowed upon people in law enforcement, armed forces or rescue service, as well as presidents. The basic definition of a hero, this is where it gets interesting, is one who does not recognize such declarations bestowed upon them by others and accomplishes an act or acts which are deemed extraordinary and exceeds the call of duty. This act or acts usually involve the interaction or consequence of saving another person's life or rescuing from any harm. I call bullshit on that part, but I don't call bullshit on the people who have accomplished extraordinary stuff because heroes stick in our brains for different reasons. Like, what does hero mean to you right now at our age? Everyone's looking at me like, <laughs> no, it hasn't. Yet. Okay. Because okay. we're, we're Gen, Gen Xers are a little cynical and then we know the meta narrative. So like, oh, when deep they, word. But when oh. they, when the, when the definition said they're unaware of being a hero, I think that's BS because I think most Gen Xers who have become leaders and heroes in their own lifetime are very mm -hmm. much aware Mm. that they are heroes. And I think it's, we grew up in an age where the presentation of heroes is much wider spread and we have access to information about them. They're not just something like you, you read about and imagine. No, they're like on your phone. Right. So it's a totally different dynamic in terms of heroes, I think. It's also, a, a, for lack of a better term, an honor, honorarium that is bestowed mm. upon you that you don't bestow upon yourself. There you, you know? go. There you and go. maybe you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. And you shouldn't no, because you, I, you should. totally shouldn't. But I know people who will call themselves a hero and I, and I call bullshit. Just like Courtney, I call bullshit that. on that. No, you can't you, do you that. Don't, that isn't how it works. It's, okay. it's, and there's no governing body on this. <laughs> I think there's sort of a, a group consciousness that can say, maybe it's not even a hero. Maybe it's a heroic deed. And the airplane. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. right. Exactly. There's no question. No one would question him being called a hero. Right. Nobody. But when Absolutely he landed it safely on the Hudson, Hudson without anyone getting hurt. Yes. Mm -hmm. And with a sense of humility and mm -hmm. grace and aplomb. You know, that is just, 100% right. His, he's like, I just did my job. I, I did my well job. trained. I got really lucky, but I did my job. I like that undercurrent, the notion of people who are just doing what they are supposed to do. And if they happen to rise to that level that mm -hmm. you're inspired by them. You mentioned this word meta narrative, which I've never heard before, but I can get it because it's a nuance. It's not superhero 
type hero. It's not Marvel or DC. It's not a cape. Well, it's Casey not- went on a style a long time ago. So. <laughs> and that little funny underwear, right? Yes. Like all the superhero costumes are very like revealing. Onesies. <laughs> they are. They got rid of the underwear. And wearing a onesie does not make you a hero. Please, God. It could. <laughs> it's not exclusive. But I think I think the notion of heroes is the generation before us claims to be the greatest generation because of World War II. And Gen X, as we know, is sometimes overlooked or forgotten. Not to sound like Marsha, 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 but <laughs> but it's just a fact. It's just a it, fact. It is. Small, we have smaller number of people and, and we transitioned into technology and then the millennials and the generations after us have taken over that technology. And so it's just, I think our presence is different, but I just think it's interesting that we're the first generation to have heroes be, I think, questioned so harshly. Ooh, I think, I think like, previous generations, you have heroes and it's sort of like, there's like a code amongst the press and everybody, like they didn't take down JFK for like all of his affairs and stuff mm-hmm. much, much right. later. They, everyone knew, oh. but they kind of played along. So I think in our generation, everyone's sort of like taken to task. So I think we grew up being a little more maybe cautious. Too, cautious. Yeah, I think that's cautious. I but I was going to see, I was going to say cynical, but uh, cautious. cautious. We're like, we're, like, we're going to wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> like Tiger Woods, oh. greatest fall of a sports figure yeah. of all time, but, or, you but, know, but, but no bueno. Well, maybe that's why I'm having a hard time with this song. I mean, you've got to be something to be a hero. Yeah. Do you? I mean, you, I, don't, I, don't, I think so. I don't really, I honestly, I'm sitting here going, I don't have any heroes. You don't, you don't have no. any well-known heroes, but do no. you have people that inspired you in your life. That's different. Those are I, people that had a direct impact on me. I don't consider them heroes. Really? I consider them inspiration. So oh, I've literally been sitting on this one going, what the hell am I with say? me? Why don't I have any heroes? Heroes, like how come I don't revere people? And that's I thought. Well, I do. I think Gen Xers, Gen Xers don't. At some I think point, we're skeptical. That maybe that's <laughs> it. Because I was like, who are my heroes? No. <laughs> I think about, I, uh, but give me one. Somebody give me someone they say. Well, is a Lori, hero. I'm always impressed with certain sports achievements. Like I think the Williams sisters are pretty mm-hmm. incredible of what they've been able to mm-hmm. achieve. But that, but I don't consider that a hero. Oh, I'm, I am impressed. So there's a different achievement to become your hero versus being someone who inspires you. I think that's interesting as a distinction. I, I think if you sort of go back to like when, when you're a kid, the first kinds of things that you're sort of either going to respond to are going to be people who have a certain level of achievement. So a lot of people find heroic figures in sports. You're not reading ancient Greek or anything like that. (laughs) Homer doesn't come into it. it, It's something that you're just seeing and go, oh, that person has excelled at their whatever. You also might look at like a parent or something like that mm-hmm. in a heroic kind of fashion because they're a point of authority. You you re- admire them. And then it starts to change because like you said, is it just somebody as you grow older who has amazing achievement or somebody who genuinely changes the something. tide of an event or, or culture or history? history. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe that's a more appropriate way of defining it, but it's not a blanket statement. It's all very circumstantial, in my opinion. I think that's I, great definition, Chris. I think that is true. Chris, if you were going to say my hero is, could you right. say somebody right now off the top of your head without thinking about it? There's people I admire who I think are heroic historically, like Lincoln. And I, I heard a conversation about this recently on another podcast, but I'm sorry, know, what? I do listen to this. No, but it's talking about the historical context of people's actions and the time that they did them. So you'd had somebody like Lincoln who was not infallible. He he didn't do everything right. If you go back and really look at some of the things that he did, he was sort of still for segregation at mm-hmm. the time. He couldn't mm-hmm. imagine something beyond that. But what he did was heroic. Mm-hmm. Would that translate into now? I don't know. 
someone ahead, for now please. would no. be President of Ukraine, Zelensky. Yes. I, I was oh, going to say this Zelensky. This is a yes. former comedian. Yes. Yeah, he had a television series. He's president. No one really took yes. him seriously. And here Ooh. he is standing up to Putin. So articulate, so yeah. strong. Mm. Like, I, he is a hero, a true hero yes. in my mind. And, and all the other Ukrainians who are fighting for their country, yes. you are in our hearts and prayers. And yes. uh, you are heroes to all of us. Yes. Absolutely. And maybe it is the people who, who push back in, in the Second World War against fascism. And a lo- all of these little small acts mm-hmm. are heroic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that all of us in that situation, hopefully we'll never have to be in that situation, but would rise to that moment. We we all have these little moments where we can be heroic. I totally agree with that. A hundred percent. Like being heroic. Like what Zelensky is doing, he's literally said, I know I'm person number one and I'm going to go out there and yes. I don't care. And he's got two littles. And he's a Gen yeah. Xer. I love him. I, I, I would agree. definitely agree. No question I should about call it. him a hero. That He's a current hero to all of us. It brings up a question to me, like when we were young, were our heroes of another generation or yeah. historical? So, so there's that. So there's the, mm. there's your generation X mm-hmm. and then you're looking up at boomers or you're looking mm-hmm. up at right. the, at the, so the people who are older than you, maybe by virtue, even of being older than you, like a parent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right has mm-hmm. that position. So is there a difference between the people who you looked up to that way when you were younger or the people who are actually within our generation like Zelensky? Wow, that's a good question. I think a lot of it is just what you start to consume when you're learning. You start to see these kind of moments with people doing heroic things, yeah. moments of, of just being strong people, doing the right thing in the face of adversity. History is just full of people that, like that. And I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's like profiles and courage, right? Yes, right. exactly. Yes. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. When faced with adversity, how right. do they... How do they behave? Right. I think you're spot on. But also people who do things selflessly. Okay. okay? That's the humility piece of it. That's the humility piece. But yeah, but like, okay, I know you guys are going to mock me right now, but I'm okay with it. My boyfriend, John Bon Jovi. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He and his wife started this sort of food kitchen, if you will. It's called Soul Kitchen. And there are no prices on the menu. And anybody can come at any time and eat. You don't have to have money. He's actually like walking the talk out there. Like he's changing lives. And so like, if you go to this restaurant and you are homeless, you can still eat the amazing soul or salmon. So Lori, is John Bon Jovi one of your heroes? I think that what he is doing is heroic. Why is it so hard for us to fucking say it? I I don't know. It's hard to say. I think it's a really big word to me. Being a hero is a big word. And like, like chef, uh, um, I was going to um, Jose Andres. Jose gonna, Andres, I right? Think what he, he does. Fucking hero. Bon Jovi's and, never calling you, Lori. <laughs> John, you're my hero. There yes, you go. Yes, yes. Yes. Booyah. There you go. Okay, we got one. No, but do you see what I'm saying? That kind of attitude is impressive to me. Isn't that what we all should be doing though? I yeah, mean, oh, I 100% think, agree. Even, <laughs> right. even, you know, somebody who has a, a lot of resources and chooses to use those in a very positive thing for everyone, lift things up as opposed to doing nothing. So we, you and I, and whoever may not have those resources, we can still be I, 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 God, I really have a lot of trouble saying, I just, I, they both do. Look at that. They're both about hero issues. Just humanly, just being human and kind. 
Okay. You know, mm-hmm. and, and maybe yeah. that's just being heroic. It's yeah. just recognizing your other human beings, respecting them and trying to make the world a little bit better place. That's what we can do. All those people who ran into the World Trade Center, you right. know, all mm-hmm. of the, all of those mm-hmm. certain, the people to who were in the fire everyone. department to save yeah. everyone, that unbelievably heroic and in, in right. face mm-hmm. of adversary and being scared shitless about what's happening because it was just unprecedented. That is a mass heroic action. And we can say too, like, I, I, I'm not trying to be political at all, but there's one president who has really walked the walk. And I feel like that's Jimmy Carter. I was going to say, started. he's on my list. Habitat for Humanity Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. give volunteers a chance from around the country and now around the world opportunities to help people build homes for themselves. And that's a lasting legacy. It's going to be, it's Mm -hmm. bigger than him and beyond him now, but, but he really initiated that. And there's that simple concept that everyone deserves to have housing. One of you guys brought up this notion of walk the talk. Maybe that is a definition. Maybe we don't have heroes, but we have people who are doing things that are heroic to save something and to say, I'm doing it. I'm telling you I'm doing it, maybe not even to get the accolades for it, but it's an important thing to them. And then they're making something happen. We don't even need to call them heroes, but that is something to admire. Yeah, that speaks to the whole Gen X thing with the with the BS meter, right? Like mm-hmm. we're very we're, we're, our number one word is authenticity, and I think maybe yes. instead of who's our hero, it's yeah. who do we respect. There mm-hmm. you go, and I think that feels more comfortable. What respect, or can you even go as far as saying who do inspires you, or is that totally different? They they could go hand in hand, or they could be mm-hmm. interchangeable. Mm-hmm. And I think I touched on before; it can be a slippery slope. And we say that there should be humility in action yeah. if you do something that is exceptional. But if you're doing something as as Courtney was saying, that will continue to surpass your existence, then there is the need for promotion. But promotion for the sake of your ego is bullshit. Yes. Yeah. If you look at like what Paul Newman did with his hole in the gang and his uh, making all salad of his, dressings. His, his salad dressings and things like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And all the charity work. It be, went on beyond him. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and, and he had to promote it and he was happy to do that and use his, his voice to promote something that he thought was valuable for, for people. And yeah, it's a legacy. It's, it's like build, it's building a legacy. It's doing <laughs> yep. something that outlasts yes. you. Is that also maybe one of our criteria for being that type of person is something yes. that lasts? Yes. Yes. Especially if you have the means because yeah. you can't take it with you. <laughs> you can't. No. So you better do something with it while you have it. So when we were planning this, this was really stressing me out. I thought I'm not going to have, well, no, because I'm like, why don't I have any heroes? And I started thinking about one of my heroes and you guys are going to, again, probably laugh at me. Lori, we love Um, you. We love you. John Bon Jovi's number one. During Iran-Contra, I- If you say Ollie North, I'm going to punch you. (laughs) I'm going to say Ollie North. (gasps) Wait. Wait. I thought somebody who literally took all the hits. I'm not saying he was right or wrong. I'm saying somebody who literally is wrong. But he sat there and he took all the hits for Reagan. Yes. Reagan flat out lied, threw Oliver North under the bus, and he let the bus ride all over him. (laughs) Does that make him a hero, though? No, I'm not saying a hero, but I thought I thought that takes a lot of guts because I wouldn't be able to do it. I don't like him for the other. Okay, Okay. I'm going to be the devil's advocate here. There's a certain kind of honor in not being a snitch. But they're still uh, breaking the law. You know, Congress uh, said, "Don't do I'm this." They saying. did it. <laughs> right. I agree. He took everybody's fall, but he I, still broke the law. I'm not <laughs> disagreeing with that part. It's okay, Court. You can come at me. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> I, I, we're done. You are not going to fall on your sword. This was my like yes, 17 year old self. No, that's right. A few. Yeah. So there's and that's the other <laughs> thing that is true. like as as you start to get older, is there's context to all of this, right? right. And we go back to the fact that that also these actions can change over time the way that we look at something they should at the time 
versus the way that we look at it in the rear view mirror can change. I think we're the first generation that has a hero and then like they are completely picked apart. There's something weird in the United States. I'm, I'm sure we've all experienced this, like especially with politicians or leaders or anybody who strives and achieves. And then suddenly there's like this system of wanting to take them down, take them down. make them feel human. Yep. And then they have to redemption and rise up again. And it's not that they just say, here's this person who did done some great stuff and they are a whole human. And so I, I think we're the first generation that's really had to experience that over and over and over again, which is probably speaks to the why in our fifties, we're going, uh, yeah, our hero. I think it's yeah. part of that experience. I wonder what it's like for the next generation. Oh my God. Like the, what, <laughs> oh my God. How do they define a hero? Is it someone who's an Instagram TikTok star or is it someone who- Somebody who can floss on <laughs> Is TikTok. doing something, but you know what I mean? Like it's, I think it's very different and it might change a lot. I you agree. know, you might, might have a hero this week and someone else inspires you the two weeks later? Well, you bring up some interesting points in this notion about being human. One of my current I would I'm going to call him a hero is Lin-Manuel Miranda because I think he's brilliant and I think Lin-Manuel was the one who wrote and created Hamilton and did In the Heights In the Heights so I'm like all in he has a MacArthur Award so he's a MacArthur genius he's all these things I do call him my boyfriend so Lori's got John Bon Jovi I've got Lin-Manuel however when In the Heights came out he got beaten up for representation he got beaten up that he wasn't showing the right mix of Latinx or Afro-Latin or Afro-Caribbean and the cast was was diverse but again it's a white lady saying the cast diverse but he right. got taken down for that shit and it's ridiculous the man created Hamilton and made white history <laughs> diverse right it, it but, goes but, back to intention though you can be mindful but you can't do everything perfectly right you know, and, you're never and perfect so the intention is very important it, it's a balance and it's you're never going to get it right but you can't just fling arrows at people for for trying, sticking the neck trying. out. He said, I'm sorry. And I apologize for all it. you can do. Right. Yeah. It's all you can do. He was and humble. That, he was yeah. humble. That's, I think that's the good point. There was also a lot of a schadenfreude when somebody who really deserved it took mm. a fall. Like, yeah, we all knew that Harvey Weinstein. I everybody, was just going to say his name. Knew he was a complete <laughs> piece of garbage. But we never thought Harvey Weinstein was a hero or anyone to inspire. As far away from that as possible. And when he came down, it was one of those, well, that helped. That's good. Finally, there's justice You're in the, the world. The antithesis of a hero. Correct. So I had right. the same issue all three of you did because I didn't know who my hero was. Well, wait, wait, could we speak? Yeah. Anytime someone wins the Super Bowl or whatever, they don't just say, I'm going to Disneyland. They say, thanks, mom. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to Disneyland. There you go. So, so like, there's a lot of like mom thanks in this public acknowledgement of a success. But dad sometimes gets it. And in those moments, they're often cited. If I had to think back to being a kid, I admired my father. He was a good man. He took care of his family. So there was nothing special about him other than the fact that he was someone that I looked up to. I didn't think about Lincoln. But did that evolve as you got older? Yeah, I mean, it did. You know, did you start to find people as you started yeah. to consume? And now Lincoln's her hero. <laughs> now Lincoln's his <laughs> hero, not mine. <laughs> Especially when you're a child. Yeah. It's like that is the immediate thing. You That's were looking to somebody as an authority figure who makes you safe. You feel safe because yeah. your, your mom and dad are there. And then you start to go out and you all have sort a of like- teacher. When we say heroes. Right. Yeah, teachers, yeah. people teacher. who affect your life. That first band or songwriter that you heard that changed your perspective. Yeah. You know, on the world, or your friend who gave you your first album that changed your life. Yeah. I know where you're going to go with that. 
Yeah. <laughs> but the I guy like- that gave you your first, I'm like, where are you going? Well, it could be that too. I was talking about music. She went right there. Right. I did. Lori, Lori, Lori. I did it. Well, because she has yes, music she and boyfriend with Joe and Jovi. So go. it all comes back together. There was a gal that lived down the street. She was only 10 years older and we're still very good friends now, but she was my savior when I was a teenager. So she was my... She like, put her at a, at a plot. She was on a pedestal. Yeah. I don't know that I ever would call her a hero, but she did very heroic things for me. Right. Hi, Lindy. To your point about Gen X being a little bit distrustful, nobody's going to go all in as kids. But I know as I've grown up, I would not hesitate to call some people heroes, small or big. But I don't think I had them as a kid. I definitely think that's an interesting dichotomy. I don't know if we are unique in that. But we did ask in our Facebook group, who's your hero? And the first person who responded, James Perrone, said, real people are too flawed. I always looked up to superheroes. <laughs> Well, there you go. Yeah, they're they embody the best of what everybody should be, I guess. Right? right. But then David Cunningham said, I grew up admiring people like Jacob Bronson and Carl Sagan, both for their deep mm. humanism and humility and the deep sense of wonder around the world around us. Oh, I love that. So yeah, that's, that's wonderful. That's really cool because he used that word humility because until we talked about it, I wouldn't mm-hmm. just put that in the description for a hero. Here's another one. Kathy Hennessy had a really interesting one. I loved mm-hmm. Karen Carpenter when I was a little kid. Early to mid 70s, I wanted to play the drums and sing and look pretty and wear pretty mm-hmm. dresses and be called Karen. <laughs> It was a badass drummer. <laughs> and then she said, in high school, I thought Nelson Mandela was a hero. Sure. But here's another one. But history. So Melanie mm. Paget Powers said Harriet Tubman. Mm. Mm, that's a good one. Our teacher read a book about her to the class in fourth grade. It's like an awakening when it happens. When yeah. You, when you realize these kinds of things happen through history and in times of great tragedy and turmoil, these people come mm. along and change direction of things. And it's astounding that these people exist. The next one's really interesting. Oh, God, I'm going to just destroy his first name. <laughs> Abelardo Rivas said that Jaime Escalante from the movie Stand and Deliver, he said he was 14 years old when he saw the movie and went on to study math in college and got a bachelor's in science, first in my familia to go and graduate from college. Now that's taking that hero to the like next and, level. And, and, but I mean, like it motivated him. It, it's inspiring to him. It's yeah. inspiring. Yeah. Well, and art so that can was be his... that way. Movies and, and books and, and music can be that. They can mm-hmm. change your direction and blow your mind open to something new, which is mm-hmm. a wonderful thing about growing up. Like the next person, Nancy Ott, talked about reading Ursula Le Guin and Kurt Vonnegut Jr. for their compassion and amazing writing. And then again, Carl, Carl Sagan got a he lot got, of call He got mentioned three times. People were like really down with Carl Sagan. Again, yeah, right. that Cosmos thing was was really hip. I know it was like back in, in the 80s and they put yeah. it, it was on yeah. PBS and he was talking about the billions and billions of stars. Yeah. What an amazing human being. And then Valerie McKinnon talked about Kristen McAuliffe. Mm. Oh, wow. From the right? space shuttle. Yeah. yeah. So I was super serious about Kristen McAuliffe in third grade. I was so excited that she would go into space. Because she was a I, teacher plucked right. from obscurity mm-hmm. to go. Right. And not be a scientist. And I wasn't great at math. Then, of course, <laughs> it went awry. And after that, it was drawn to historical figures. But that notion, that's one of the reasons that you hero and tragedy sometimes go hand in hand, unfortunately, because seeing her go up in the space shuttle, knowing yeah. she was different from everyone else, and then something yeah. terrible happened, unfortunately, elevated her so that everybody knew who Kristen McAuliffe was at that point. Yeah. Right. So was that criteria? I don't know. Well, I was just looking at this article that was published actually about a decade ago, but it was talking about the fact that this notion of heroes, according to the 
this particular Strauss and Howe theorists talked about the last great generation was those that fought in the Second World War because the hero generation comes into its own in periods of social crisis. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we've grown up and the millennial is growing up in the shadow of global recession and climate change convinces us that actually we have so much work to do ourselves to fix what's happened, the results of all these things. And we're dealing with a lot of chaotic issues that yeah. seem unsolvable. So it's hard to find a hero in those circumstances. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. I want to pick up yeah. on something that you said, Chris, about being inspired by people who produce art, because that's one of the things that I put on my list. I admire creative people who make their living doing that, creating right. things. One of them happens to be Lin-Manuel. But another one that no one else would know is my lighting design teacher. Mm. Huh. I went to the school I went to with Chris because of that guy. I interviewed with a lot of people. I got into prestigious schools, but there was something about the humility he had. There's something about walking the talk and lighting design is art. I'm going to teach you the art of it. And then we're going to see where you go. And he always supported me. There was just something about that, that if I go back and I put my finger on somebody during my 20s, right. it's him. There's no question. Someone, Den- someone who empowered you right. to have your own creative voice. Correct. Yes. His name is Dennis Parashi. He's not one of those flashy people that you'll see on the Tony Awards. He's behind the scenes. He does his stuff. He does it magnificently. And and I've never actually asked him if he needs the accolades or if he's just, I just want to keep producing stuff because my lighting supports the play and the story. It's not about me. Wow. Well, pe- so he's people- egoless and humble. And yes. by the way, if he was able to hear what you just said, Boy, wouldn't that make him feel pretty special? Mm-hmm. He's a lovely, lovely, unbelievably talented person. I think people who do make stuff have sort of a, a compulsion to continue to do it. We just want to make stuff. Right. We Regardless if anyone says stuff. anything about it. Yeah. And as you get older, you get just tougher about it. You're like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. And then <laughs> I'm just going to do it. I think we've alluded to this before. There's a lot of luck and, yeah. and timing to be what we, some people would say is successful. But you measure yourself by your own ruler. But there's something heroic about just like getting through life. Right. (laughs) Getting up every day. Getting up just like showing up, like taking care of stuff, making sure that you check in with things and you say hello to your neighbors and go to your kids' recitals and and all these, just show the fuck up, do the work. (laughs) Maybe that's as heroic as, you know, normal people can be. I like the idea of being a hero for, for people around you. I also like the idea of being your own hero. Whether you call it that or not, doing the things that are right for you, doing things that are right for a community, doing things that people say you can't do, being strong enough to do that, I, just by its very nature to me, feels heroic. Even if it's small, even if it's just like I went down the street today because it's COVID and I and I wore my mask and I was comfortable with it. Small little gestures like that feel right. big to me. Now I, I don't know. As a kid, I don't. As a kid, I wouldn't have been like, oh, they're not Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we think all the frontline workers that got through mm. COVID are yeah. heroes, right? Yes. And, mm-hmm. and how many people had to sacrifice and do so much for us. And we were so dependent upon these healthcare workers to help everyone right. get through this horrific experience. I mean, yeah. that's truly heroic. And yeah. many uh-huh. of them will never be known. W- well known. Yeah. No, well, they'll be known by the people that know and love them. But what I mean, like uh-huh. they, they've done so much to help so many people. If you guys remember New York at 7 p.m. every day would open their windows and they'd make noise for the first Mm -hmm. responders. It was you guys are all in this city or in this world saving people and we're going to acknowledge you. That was cool to me. The fact that it just came out organically, I think, is another thing that makes someone heroic because you don't plan for it. It just happens. I don't know who you are, but I'm I'm with you. Always be in my book. The person who ran into a tower on 9-11 and Mm -hmm. the people who did that. It also it's something that binds us all together, too. We all recognize when people 
people do something exceptional. We, yes. you know, and it's not about getting a, a bowling trophy or anything like that. We talked about Nelson Mandela, the integrity and yeah. the dedication to, mm. to a cause and to a principle that is on the right side of history. It's something unbelievably admirable. Absolutely. It just is. That's you know, bigger than you. I mean, that's the other thing. Than it's you. bigger than you. But, and, it's, and, but we're all part of it too. Right. Whether you realize it now or not. I think that's the right. other thing is that there's sometimes a delay. Like Sully Sullenberg, we knew right away. First responders, it took a, a little while. And yes. and maybe even the person down the street who gave you that book when you were five years old may take 20 years right. <laughs> for you to, to realize that that was that moment. Or yeah. the student you taught. You right. Know, like, mm-hmm. like you were a student to that professor that inspired you so much. And when we're teaching others that maybe one person you plant a seed in. And that comes yeah. to fruition for them to empower them. It can go the other way too, which I think yeah. is interesting because Courtney, as a teacher, are, have you ever been so inspired by a student? Always. So it doesn't have to be looking up. There doesn't have to be sort of that hierarchy of it. I'm often inspired by when I was working in the corporate world, a younger person who I was mentoring. I'm like, Jesus, you're strong. Mm-hmm. Jesus, you're strong. Absolutely. I, don't, I couldn't do that at 30. It's- and now that we're older, that ratio is becoming <laughs> larger. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for Hush. that reminder. Hush. <laughs> We're still spring fucking chickens. Well, ish. Well. Ish, 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 ish. The one thing I, I'm going to throw into this group is this notion of I am not heroic enough. I have this problem, and I mentioned this in one of my Zooms with my Brandeis group, actually, that I see all the things that other people are doing and I live in my own little life. And I say, there's no, I'm, I, I can't compare to that. I can't compare to, to being an astronaut. I can't compare to being on Broadway. And then somebody virtually beat the shit out of me. Mm. And she's like, you are to your clients. To, Absolutely. To the, mm. I was going to smack you too. See, <laughs> yeah. You already smacked me in person last week. But but that that thought has been percolating. Is that a generational thing? Is that sort of like, well, I'm not enough because I'm not famous. I'm well, not. I think we're at that stage in our life where you're kind of recognizing sort of <laughs> what your path will be moving forward and the likelihood of achieving some sort of national or international renown is unlikely. Likely, yep. If you haven't sort of been on that path, it's not impossible, but I think there's a recognition of one's mortality in their mm-hmm. fifties. And so I think yep. the reflectiveness you're having, Eve, I think is perfectly normal. <laughs> I just want to remind you that it's the small seeds that you plant and the small interactions and the end of sometimes individual interactions that have the most impact positively in people's lives. I agree. And, yeah. and who won best whatever costume design five years ago at the Oscars? No one knows. Nobody knows. The people Nobody. Well, that, did that, and other people. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. But and we'll look them up. Just, that isn't how we measure our value. Your value is in, the, is in the contributions to your field and how you interact with people day to day. Your and, friends, your friends yeah. and family. Like, are you an ass or a dickhead <laughs> or a good person? Sometimes. You know? You can be a little bit of both, but we're looking for percentages, Courtney, right? <laughs> if, you're, if you're like 3% asshole yeah. and like 97% well, awesome. Well, that's just being a human being. Of right. you apologize. Yeah. You apologize a be, lot. We can all be assholes, but like overall, I mean, that's what you can do. That's yeah. it. That's, yeah. what, that's what you're here for. Yeah. I think it, it struck me. Because like it came up in the Olympics and I think that's why I reiterated because the 15 year old, although she got caught for doping, but the 15 year old Russian skater at that Mm -hmm. time, the stuff that she was doing, it was so groundbreaking and she did these quads and all that. And I'm looking at her going, what have I been doing with my life? Because I'm 50. (laughs) Yeah, but there's very few people who excel to that level. Mm -hmm. That is what they do. That is it. That's you it. Know, there's also sort of the question of like, man, if I peak at 15 and then it's. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Shit. Well, I still got a, I got a long way to go. It, 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 it always is going to change. We sort of like evolved this conversation, but you're going to go through life. And you're going to have ups and downs and 
things will go well. And when you'll get pats on the back and maybe <laughs> bowling trophies along the way. And with the bowling trophies, you, 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 you just put them on, you put them put on, on the a shelf sh- and you have to dust them once in a while. <laughs> That's what they are. That's all they are. Now, and he brings that up because the three of us have been on your ass because you hid your Emmy Awards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, they're just, they're bowling trophies. They're very nice. It was very kind. It was a recognition, but that's all it is. Okay. That's all it is. It looks good on a resume. It does. It does. That's- but to that point, and again, this is back to the humility thing. The three of us recognize what went behind that and think that is admirable, that that, yes. that is the accolades that you got for work that was exceptional. Well, it. It was what it was at the moment. <laughs> okay. That's all it was. And it's, and and it's an it, acknowledgement by your peers. peers. Mm-hmm. This is what we've been talking yeah. about, like your yes. friends, your peers, like people mm-hmm. who understand. That's but, like the greatest acknowledgement but is to have somebody here, who understands what you're doing and is appreciative of it. Here's a hypothetical. <laughs> if, if one little part along my thing didn't happen and I wasn't nominated for that year because of whatever reason, somebody else would have won. And that's fine too. There's a circumstantial quality to all of this. Yeah, that there is. Can just, you know, one little butterfly effect. If you've been born in Russia, Eve, and had an ice skating rink near you, maybe you would be. You never know. Doing triples yeah. and quads on the you just uh, never Olympic know. stage. You don't know. And doping. God, and do- and doping. you are. <laughs> right. That, that would have been like, you're a hero. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> My college doping things were a lot different than what she was accused of. To your point, Chris, is the circumstance we've talked about Sully. If it had been one more bird or right. one less this, this yep. different pilot it, or a yep. different pilot. I mean, it could have, it would have ended totally different. different. So it's circumstance, training, luck, luck, luck yep. humility. But, but I, I would call him a hero. I'm okay with that one. Okay. I'm, I think we could all, I think yeah. that's, yeah. we so agree on some. He goes, so he then, goes into that column. Younger okay. people who are coming up, what would you suggest to them as they grow and, and this sort of notion of hero or people that you admire? Well, do you have any advice to them? Or is it just like good luck? <laughs> no, I, I would say being popular doesn't necessarily make you historical or a hero. It just doesn't. Your impact will be judged by your whole broad time here. Likes don't matter. So skip <laughs> likes. We don't give a shit about your likes. You want to know what you will mean. It will mean nothing. It, it will mean nothing. Be, be true to yourself. Be true I like to yourself that too. Yep. And honor those around you. I think that's a good one. See, and Lord. I think I would take it to the next generation behind us. Oh, the young, so Gen the Z. The youngers. Yeah. I would want to tell the younger ones, don't be so easily impressed by people. Pay attention. Look at the real character. Don't just look at the one deed. That's a good one too. Like, go deeper. That's good advice. And you? you? Oh, me. Oh, God. Yeah, I you. See, you always ask me. to. Well, you're part of the group. I know, I know, but right? I'm usually the one asking the questions. I've been chewing over a little bit. This notion of uh, who you are and following mm-hmm. your bliss mm. is something that my mother said to me when I changed my career and I went into theatrical lighting, which was very brief because I get into the web. She gave me her old portfolio case and in it was taped a sticky and a light bright peg. And what she wrote on it was follow your bliss. Aww. That's really sweet. That's and, cool. And there's a, there's a hero aspect in my mind to her doing that because that changed the direction for me. I would want to do that for the younger kids because a lot of people in this job world, it's like, well, I'm not happy. So I'm moving on. That's not kind of what I'm talking about. I'm like finding who you are and what lights you up and knowing that you're going to be a hero to someone either way. At some point, someone will recognize it or not, or you'll just be happy that you've done it. Absolutely. Quiet the noise. Quiet the noise. (laughs) Well, as we are wrapping this up, I do have to say to all of you guys, you are my heroes, Mm. as you always been. I know. See, I knew I couldn't do it earlier because you kicked my ass. Um, Wow. 
<laughs> even on those sm- like small, small steps, the fact that we've become this unit and that we're discussing it every week and we're giving it a shot and we have no idea where it's going to go. You guys are all my heroes for that. Even if you don't want to follow that big word, I do. So I just want to thank you. That's very sweet. That. <laughs> back at you. We're on the ride with you, Back babe. at you. Woo-hoo. Exactly. All right. That's it for us this week. If you're not in tears, then you have no heart. Thank you for listening to Gen X Stories. Drop us a note at hello at genxstories.com and we may do some shout outs on a future episode. And oh, we have merch. We've been talking about merch. Go get your cool whatever merch. Find out all about that on our website at genxstories.com. You can also subscribe to Gen X Stories on your favorite podcast app. Write us a kick-ass review. Follow us on Instagram or join our ever-growing Facebook group where we might actually feature your quote. We all have a Gen X story. What's yours? <laughs>